Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time. Hope everybody's off to a great start this evening. Lovely to have you in here for another Prime Time show. Buck Rising with you until, uh, you know, let's call it about 8.30 tonight. we got some quarterback prospects to talk about and certainly some insights and analysis to share. Uh, we're going to get into what Titans fans might be missing out on in these two quarterback prospects in particular, these developmental players that obviously we've spent a great deal more time talking about with the news that the Titans have explored the idea of trading up, whether they do so or not remains to be seen, but it is intriguing. And I think Titans fans are potentially missing out on something that they've been asking for for quite some time. We'll talk about the idea of the draft and developmental situation and whether it will be easy or not to replace these two SEC quarterbacks, two of these SEC quarterbacks who are leaving their current programs or their former programs, I guess at this point, we'll do a gone viral video because that's what we do at the end of a Wednesday show. A lot of good stuff to get to and happy to have you guys in tonight. Before we get started, need you guys to share this show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. That's where we broadcast live too. If you're hanging out on Twitter, please retweet the show. It's in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. If you're on Facebook Live, you can share, share now to public. That's in the bottom left. If you want to share it around, you can do so. Hell, I'll do a little inception, and I'll share it from my Facebook page right now. You should do the same if you would be so kind, and we would be grateful for you doing that. If you are on YouTube or on Twitch, please subscribe to the channel. Throw a like on the video. If you are so inclined and we will uh, have our, uh, we'll be able to uh, increase the number of views that the YouTube show gets and certainly get your friends to do the same if you would like to. You could throw a like on the video there if you were as well. Uh, Karen O'Keefe says she's listening to my sidekick Lucas on 104.5 right now too with his Nashville SC show. Yes, he's trying to counter-program me, which I take as a sign of disrespect, but we're very happy that Lucas is doing the uh, Lucas is doing the Nashville SC coaches show uh, and players show each Wednesday night at this time, even if he's got to run up against the primetime show on Wednesday nights. That's okay. We'll forgive him. Once you've shared this show around and told a friend to do the same, we can go ahead and get this bad boy off and rolling. Welcome into A to Z Sports primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com, get your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed with the Intel Edge that you need. If you are wagering, whether you're wagering on the NBA, the NHL, baseball, now in full swing, no pun intended, Superbook Sports is where you go. Download the Superbook app today and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000 win or lose. Of course, TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch will help you get right ahead of summer, ahead of boat season, ahead of beach season. TrueMath Fitness is ready to get you right and tight your first workout free at TrueMavFitness.com. It's a great program. I go there myself. So, um, with all the discussion around the idea of potentially trading up, whether they do or do not do it remains to be seen. None of us will have a good answer for that until we get to the NFL draft. Once we see the order start to break, once we see what happens with one and two, 
Doesn't sound like Arizona's going to move three before uh, this thing gets started. What, in 22 days? I believe the 27th, Thursday the 27th, is the first night of the NFL draft. So, you have this situation where right now Arizona owns the third pick, but they don't need a quarterback, right? We've talked about this before. And we've discussed the uh, rumors, the, the just general speculation that the Titans might be interested in trading up to number three or maneuvering around in this draft, potentially for a quarterback. Now, with all these things um, to keep in mind, you understand that it's a lot of speculation at this time of year. The Titans have a great many needs. If they went quarterback, it would be curious, but there would be a great deal of logic behind it. And I think the question or the thing that keeps bogging me down is the way that a lot of the discussion around the two players who you're most likely to land. Again, we have no idea what it's going to look like, but you're most likely, if you are in the quarterback market at number three or around there, you're most likely dealing with one of three prospects, Hendon Hook, and in no particular order, Hendon Hooker, Anthony Richardson, or Will Levis. All three SEC quarterbacks, really four of the five top quarterbacks in this draft are from the SEC, surprising to no one. But you've got those three prospects that you're dealing with. It seems like Hendon Hooker is going to be a first-round pick the closer that we get to this thing going down. And, you know, despite the ACL tear, uh, he can go to a spot like uh, Seattle, even though that seems high for Hendon Hooker. Um, he could go to Las Vegas. He could go to New Orleans, any number of teams that are dealing with veteran quarterbacks that they're paying too much. And that's really what the Titans' biggest problem is. The Titans' biggest problem is that they're not able to build out a roster um, around Ryan Tannehill's current contract that would allow them to succeed and compete at a level that a player of Ryan Tannehill's caliber needs more support to be able to do. So I think when you look at this situation, the more that you talk about it, the more that the quarterback this year makes a lot of sense. Because I think there is going to be a circumstance in which this year makes a far more sense for them than next year if they're going to get involved in the quarterback situation. So the discussion around Levis and Richardson in particular, I think has been, you know, pretty misplaced. Because what I want to ask you is, what makes Anthony Richardson and Will Levis worthy of being first-round draft choices in the NFL? Because they're consensus first-round picks in the NFL this year. So I'm asking you guys, because a lot of you seem fairly critical, and that's fine. There's plenty on, on their tape to be critical of when you go back and watch them in college. Bigger sample size of Levis uh, than there is of Richardson, but honestly, the bigger sample size of Levis makes Levis more confusing because of how bad 2022 was so it's a simple question it's your two rivers four take what makes these two players first round draft picks because i think in discussing this we might stumble upon an answer that would surprise you or at least might make you think differently about your position on these two players so you let me know what you think makes these two players first round picks and i'll i'll let you hear from uh bruce feldman of fox sports and The Athletic here in just a second, right after I remind you that the Two Rivers Ford Take is presented by Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford right now and get the best quality American-made Ford vehicles with award-winning customer service out there. Nobody does it better. Nobody has done it as a more, a bigger brand 
that operates with honesty and integrity as a locally owned business here in Middle Tennessee for the last 40 years than Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what makes these two players first-round draft picks? Um, Because here's the thing. If Titans fans are going to sit there and tell me that they need a better quarterback situation to be able to win a Super Bowl, but Titans fans, on the other hand, are going to tell me that Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, in some form or fashion, are not it then I need somebody to explain to me how it is that you're supposed to stumble into a better quarterback situation when dealing in an imperfect science that is the NFL draft without taking a risk on a developmental prospect. Because every player that comes into the NFL draft is developmental. No player goes in as a finished product. Um, It doesn't matter what position that they play. It doesn't matter whether they're offense, defense, or special teams. No player goes into the NFL from the draft or as an undrafted as a finished product. It's just not, uh, it's just not, it's just not how things are done, right? There's no way that a college football player could have a grasp on all the different things that they're going to have to manage in the NFL before they get there, of course. So if the quarterback situation currently for the Titans is not good enough for you to succeed, and that's something you guys have been telling me for several years at this point with Ryan Tannehill and you're dealing with a situation where Ryan Tannehill has only one year left on his deal, but still I think has a very, very, uh, a very big role to play for this team in the immediate. Then why does it not make sense for this team to draft, try and draft if they are in on the prospect again, I can't speak to their draft board. I don't know what Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel's draft board looks like, okay? But if they feel strongly enough about a quarterback in this draft, potentially one or two that are attainable out of the three that are probably going to be available to them or in their range to trade up for, then what is it that's keeping this team from getting in on the quarterback draft? Because the thing that I look, uh, the thing that I look at and the thing that you're going to hear Bruce Feldman break down is so simple to me that it it hurts. Pro- quarterbacks in the NFL are almost always quote unquote developmental. Cam Newton, um, the most dominant college football player that I've ever seen, was developmental. Patrick Mahomes coming out of Texas Tech was developmental. Josh Allen of Wyoming with an accuracy percentage that was in the same range as what Anthony Richardson is boasting now, super developmental, and now one of the most unstoppable forces in the league. Again, there are examples that I can go up and down the list, up and down the years of drafts, and cite for you that require some risk on upside and potential at the quarterback position if you are trying to achieve the ultimate goal. Now, for every Anthony Richardson... Or for every, let's let's do it this way with proven commodities, for every Patrick Mahomes, there's a Mitch Trubisky, right? For every Lamar Jackson, there's a Josh Rosen. So it's not a perfect science. Again, these situations, these players, there is no guarantee that they're going to work out. But if you feel strongly enough about, one, your position as an organization, two, the strength of your roster, And three, about the quarterback that you have in place right now that can start games for you right away when this potential rookie cannot? 
That's basically a situation that the Titans are in. So I think the more that you look around this thing, the more that it starts to make sense for the Tennessee Titans to take a quarterback in this year's draft. And I think there's a huge disconnect between the way that college football fans and and media and people who cover the sport view Anthony Richardson and Will Levis versus how the pros do. You're going to hear uh, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic and Fox Sports explain that disconnect to you here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go get a new way to work out, a better way to work out as you try to achieve the best you. TrueMath Fitness always goes above and beyond to make sure that you can achieve those goals. Their coaching staff is exceptional. Their workouts are unreal. You feel incredible afterwards, even though they are going to challenge you. They are going to push you, but you're not going to overexert yourself. TrueMath Fitness's staff is top-notch and will make sure that you are in the best possible position to succeed. To get your first workout free and try it for yourself, go to TrueMathFitness.com as a Middle Tennessee resident. And if you want to check out their great membership options too, TrueMathFitness.com is there for you. I'll see some of you guys at a class soon, I hope, uh, at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. So, the biggest disconnect between how college people view these two players and how pro people view these two players. I had to take a sick day off of primetime and the radio show yesterday, and I appreciate you guys' understanding. I was feeling pretty terrible uh, throughout the entirety of the day into this morning, but feeling much better now. Anyway, had to pull a last-second audible. Lucas and Rep Bryan of Titans Radio filled in for me on the radio show uh, when I had booked Bruce Feldman to talk about this very thing. And Lucas asked Bruce a question that I very much what very much wanted him to answer, which is where exactly does this disconnect lie? Pick. Speaking of those athletic freaks, Bruce Anthony Richardson, certainly one of them, landing in your mock draft, fourth overall to the Indianapolis Colts. I'm curious, uh, for a guy like you that, as you said, you're on the sideline for these college football games for Fox's coverage that is so deeply entrenched in the college football world and also, obviously, the NFL draft, where do you see the biggest disconnect or difference in the way the college football world views guys like Anthony Richardson and Will Levis? When you have college football, whether it's diehard fans or media members, scratching their heads wondering why Anthony Richardson is the fourth best prospect potentially in this draft, given what he showed last year at Florida. Where is that disconnect to you? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, there's two guys, the two guys that, that Andrew, Anthony Richardson is probably the, the, the guy he gets comp to. One is Josh Allen and the other one is Cam Newton. I want to start with the latter because Cam Newton's arguably the greatest college player I've ever seen. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson, not quite as tall, but, you know, both guys are big enough to play defensive end. Uh, Anthony Richardson is a little faster, you know, probably has a little stronger of an arm, but it's close. But the difference is one guy put Auburn on its back in a sec. Aside from Nick Fairley, it wasn't like there was a bunch of NFL dudes on that Auburn team, and they won the national title. Anthony Richardson looked good in beating Utah, but then it was really up and down, right? And so... I get why the why college football fans and media are like, wait a minute, really that high for him, you know, kind of thing. But the the other comp is Josh Allen, and he's a guy that myself and almost everybody I know who covers college football got wrong in terms of what we expected from the NFL. 
Josh Allen, like Anthony Richardson, completed in the mid-50s, you know, percentage-wise in college. Josh Allen played at a much lower level. He was playing at Wyoming, and, you know, he really struggled whenever he played even group Power 5 teams. Um, the completion percentage was going to scares a lot of people. But when he got to Buffalo, uh, he, you know, Brian Dayball, the former Alabama OC and now the Giants head coach did an amazing job with him because they let him really lean on on making plays with his legs and certain things that they really majored in and there was a lot of other stuff that they steered clear of and I think they utilized him and I remember I did one game as a sideline reporter in the NFL and it was his rookie year against the Lions and I came back it was late in the year and I told some of my buddies in college you know college football side and I was like I think we're going to be wrong on Josh Allen because they love him there. And there's a lot of things that they're doing with him that just kind of plays into his strengths. And so I think Josh Allen is probably the best argument for certainly for Anthony Richardson. I think to some degree for, for Will Levis as well. So that's Bruce Feldman, um, Fox sports sideline reporter, also a uh, writing and re reporting on college football and the players in college football at theathletic.com. Really, really good insights and information from Bruce. You can catch that full uh, interview on the radio show's podcast feed. It's uh, very self-entitled or self-involved. Uh, it's called The Buck Rising Show. So you can go check out the, check that out wherever you get your podcast. Speaking of podcasts, by the way, new episode of The Install with Greg Cosell of NFL Films. That went out earlier this evening at about 6 p.m., so make sure you're checking your podcast feeds for that. And tomorrow, a 615 sessions that we will live stream for you at 1.30 with Ramon Foster, 11-year um, NFL vet Ramon Foster, and we'll do some offensive line talk with the big fella. That'll be enjoyable, so we hope you will join us there on these various podcasts because I don't have enough talking that I'm doing at this point. So... Um, looking at the different circumstances for these quarterbacks, I think that Bruce lays it out pretty plainly. There's a lot to offer at the NFL level that the production of these players may not necessarily uh, accomplish in college. Now, I think that you would like to see production in college. Anthony Richardson went 6-6. Six and six. Will Levis was fairly awful throughout the course of the year, but with really, really bad talent around him, um, after playing at a very high level in 2021 with pro talent that he was surrounded by, both offensive line and wide receivers in particular. So who's who knows what the Titans will do at this point? We will see. But I do think that either one of these players in a stable situation, like I, one I think that Tennessee offers, although they do need more offensive line help for that to be truly considered stable, I think that both of those players in this setting make a lot of sense. So let's talk about uh, which one will be harder to replace. Let's do a little SEC uh, before we pivot back to the NFL. Which player do you think their SEC program is going to have a more difficult time replacing? Anthony Richardson at Florida or Will Levis at Kentucky? We're going to talk about this together right after, we uh, right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address. Without the stress, they will get you the Intel edge. You need to succeed at GaryAshton.com. They're the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and 
of the primetime show and of my radio show. They will get you the intel that you require to help you sell your home without any showings or staging, help you find your next home while you sell your current one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market, help you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. GaryAshton.com for the best intel in the business. Check them out at GaryAshton.com. So, which SEC program will have a harder time replacing their draft? And honestly, I think we can I think we can flesh this out uh, maybe in maybe another day because Bryce Young obviously at Alabama factors into this. Hendon Hooker Hendon Hooker at Tennessee is a part of this conversation, but just for the sake of tightness, let's keep it to uh, Anthony Richardson and Levis at this stage. Donald Red says Levis because it's harder to recruit at Kentucky versus Florida. Uh, let's see. AR is uh, a highly athletic, bad quarterback. Trust the tape. Says MK Zipper Club. We'll see. I have I have no idea what he's going to be in the pros. I know what he was when I watched him at Florida. Kentucky name Florida just doesn't compare as a program yet. I don't know the quarterback situation at Florida right now is not a good one. Um, Graham Mertz, the Wisconsin transfer, is probably the best option that they have on the roster to start. Um, I don't know how many of you watched their bowl game that Richardson did not play in, and they were they were absolutely brutal. Uh, spring ball right now, it looks like it's Graham Mertz's job to lose. I was reading a uh, a breakdown of the quarterback room. Jack Miller is another uh, player who will be discussed. It sounds like it's either going to be Mertz or Miller as the starting quarterback this year. They also have a sophomore three-star recruit named Max Brown, but like the situation at Florida's quarterback uh, in Florida's quarterback room does not sound markedly better than Kentucky's right now. I will say, um, you know, it's kind of a hard, it's a hard one for me, a hard case for me to make one way or the other. Cause what Levis was last year was not what he was in 2021. If, if you'd have, if you'd have done this and I know Richardson didn't start in 2021, so it's not a fair, I guess, comparison, I think that it's Levis. Levis is going to be harder to replace, not just because Kentucky may not recruit at the same level as Florida, although I would say again to you, their quarterback situation in Kentucky is probably just as uh, needy as it is in Gainesville right now. Um, I would say that Levis is probably the harder player to replace. I think that he's a much better player when he's healthy. He was very clearly not healthy last year. The tape does show that, along with some very, very confusing throws. Again, it's not an excuse, but it's a part of the story for Will Levis, and I think that when he's right, he's a much higher-level player. I think that they could have won at a much greater clip had he not been dealing with multiple injuries throughout the course of the season. Now, uh, I think Anthony Richardson is special, but it took him that long to get on the field for a reason. You don't find athletes like that very often, and Florida, I think, Tried to take advantage, but there were obviously some other deficiencies on the roster. Defensively, they were poor. Their wide receivers are not good. I think that uh, Florida has a lot of ground to make up under Billy Napier. So I will say Levis at this point will be the harder player to replace for their program. I think that uh, you know Alabama's quarterback situation this year with uh, former uh, Tennessee. Well, he's not a Tennessee. He's from the state of Tennessee. He didn't play at Tennessee, but former Tennessean. Uh, Ty Simpson and uh, oh, I'm blanking on the player who the the rookie quarter not rookie um, freshman quarterback last year who filled in for Bryce Young when he was injured. Very very 
highly athletic uh, player, has a lot of raw tools. Um, but uh, Milrow, Jalen Milrow, thank you, Bo Burchell, for uh, filling in that blank for me. Jalen Milrow last year was a freshman and will be competing for that job with Ty Simpson. And then there's uh, how Joe Milton does in replacing Hendon Hooker, because I think that is not a – it's tough to replace that kind of production even if Hypel's system kind of lends itself to statistical production that way. All right, let's move on to a gone viral video, except it's not gone viral. I've got my days mixed up, and I made the graphic incorrectly, so you'll forgive me. It's rising and falling. Whose stock rose? Whose stock fell this week in sports? We're going to talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today and they will get you in on all the action, whether it's the NBA, the NHL, or Major League Baseball. All your favorite major sports are available to wager on in the Superbook app. So download it today and get all their great odds boosts and promo bets. They will also give you great deals on a regular basis. For example, when you download the Superbook app today, you can get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. So don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, whose stock rose and whose stock fell this week in sports? That's the question for you guys on this Wednesday evening. Uh, Royal Wright says, Buck, be sure to get some rest tonight, dude. You look worn out. I was very sick yesterday. I slept a ton. Roy, all I did was sleep yesterday, but I appreciate you telling me how badly I looked today because I don't feel great, but I felt good enough to do radio. Uh, what else did I do today? I did the install. I wrote an article, and now we're doing primetime. So felt good enough even if I look like shit. So thank you, Roy. <laughs> it's I just I think one of the one of the least kind things you can say to somebody is you look uh, you look worn out, like man, woman, or child. I think one of the most disrespectful, one of the most politely disrespectful things you could say to somebody is, "Man, you look tired." Yeah, I know, <laughs> I am tired. <laughs> I'm always tired. That's okay. <laughs> um, so thank you for your concern, Roy. Always there for me. All right, uh, whose stock rose? Whose stock fell in sports this week? I don't know how many of you have seen this, but I can't. I Listen, I, I said this on the radio today because it was the first chance for, that I got to react to this clip. Um, but And Dr. Jill Biden, uh, no matter what your political affiliations are, I do appreciate Dr. Jill Biden, uh, wife of President Joe Biden, coming to Nashville, standing in support with people in Nashville for the uh, Covenant shooting memorial service that was held downtown. Um, I thought her husband handled the moment particularly poorly in his public comments, but I was grateful that uh, the first lady decided to come to Nashville. But that also does not excuse the dumbest thing that I heard in sports this week, the thing that made me uh, double take, shake my head, and and be completely dumbfounded that something would come out of a politi- even a politician's mouth in this moment. I thought it was a bit ridiculous. This is courtesy of CBS This Morning's Jill Biden inviting both teams in the Women's National Championship game to the White House. I attended the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship. Congratulations.
congratulations to both teams. So I know we'll have the champions come to um, to the White House. We always do. So you know we'll have LSU come. But you know what? I'm going to tell Joe. I think Iowa should come too because they played such a good game. So right. So winners and losers. That's sportsmanship. Isn't though when you win, you know, well, a participation with, trophy for everybody? With, with all due respect to First Lady Joe Biden. Thank you, Unless Talk we you. are doing this moving forward, having the winning team and the losing team show up at the White House, let's keep tradition, tradition, which is a special visit for the winner. Because you won. But when you, the girl, I'm saying bring all the women. But, but let's do yeah. that moving forward for everyone. When you've game. been pandering in politics for so long to Iowa, it's just a reflex. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he That's exactly what I thought. Uh, election cycle already begun. You got uh, former President Trump out there stumping. You got Joe Biden. Um, looks like he's going to run again. And all everybody is thinking about is Iowa. So, of course, Jill Biden said, yeah, bring Iowa to the White House. My, my husband use Iowa. It's a swing state. <laughs> it's too funny. Too funny to me. Um, I, I, you know, I think, uh, like I said, I, I really appreciate, uh, the first lady. Um, I thought her presence was particularly necessary after her husband did, I thought a very poor job on the front end in his public comments of the, uh, of the co- after the covenant school shooting. Um, but yeah, it's just a completely ridiculous idea uh, to have both teams come to the White House afterwards. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Appreciate you spending your evenings with us. Uh, one more Primetime Show this week. We will dive into a, a need that I don't think a lot of Titans fans are talking about, but a big need on this roster that I don't think a lot of Titans fans are talking about with some Greg Cosell analysis. Uh, that we will play for you tomorrow. Radio show, going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you hang out with us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. And like I said, a live 615 Sessions podcast tomorrow about 1.30 right here on the A to Z Sports uh, digital platforms with uh, my buddy Ramon Foster, former NFL offensive lineman, um, as we'll talk about some of the big dudes in this draft class that the Titans should be eyeing. Okay, it's going to do it. For us tonight, I feel like I've already said that. Have a great rest of your evening, and I will talk to you at some point tomorrow, be it radio, primetime, or 615 then. See you guys. Are you surprised to hear that? (laughs) Certainly not. The first year, we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.